everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. We thank everyone for joining us tonight on Young Men, Women, and God's Worldwide Ministry Bible Study. And tonight we're going to go in and study out of the book of Revelation chapter 12. I'm telling you, this is going to be very exciting um, time for us as we walk through the book of Revelation, especially in chapter 12. We're only going to we're only going to be here for a little while because there's a lot to talk about and tonight, and we're only going to cover tonight. Um, the woman, the child, and the dragon. And then we're going to go on and close it out tonight by talking about Satan thrown out of heaven. So we thank everyone for joining us. As we usually do, we open up on time. Father God, we thank you once again for letting us come on your line, come and be a part of your Bible study. Father God, we just thank you for all you have done, all you will do, and all you shall do. And Father God, we Know that we don't cross every tear, dot every eye, but we just thank you for letting us still be a part of your kingdom, Father God. And Father God, we ask you to walk with us tonight as we go in your word, Father God. Lift us up, open up our minds, bodies, souls, and our spirits to be able to receive your word in a mighty way, Father God, that we'll be able to take in all the things that we need to nourish us, Father God. And Father God, let us open ourselves up if we have any questions, if we have anything that we desire to know, Father God, give us the spirit to speak up and to speak out. Father God, we ask you to bind any spirits that may come across this line and these form fast in a way, Father God. Father God, we ask that you reach your holy hand out right now and that you put up a standard against this line tonight, that the adversary will not be able to touch us in any, any manner, that he may try to touch this line and disrupt what it's going to go for. Father God, we just thank you for, for all that you, are, you have ever been. And Father God, we ask that you increase us tonight in a mighty way, Father God, that you take us into that next level that we need to walk in. For tonight, Father God, we need to hear what the word is saying unto the church. Father God, we need to hear what the spirit is saying unto the church. And Father God, we need to take it in and be able to to walk in it and be able to see the things that are going on around us. We thank you, we praise you, and we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Announcement. Every Monday night we're online. Next Monday we'll be finishing up Chapter 12. Um, We're not going to... It's a lot that I'm going to cover tonight, so we may get halfway through it tonight. So um, we'll look for you to join us again next Monday at 7 o'clock. Um, on Wednesday, we'll be opening up the Carpenter Revival, where uh, 
I will be uh, exercising the word of God. So we ask you to come and join us as I share the word of God in a mighty way um, for the whole for the whole uh, for the whole month of November. We will be doing the Carpenter Revival every Wednesday night in the name of Jesus. So we, we just thank you all and ask you to join us on uh, on Wednesday night. Um, on Um, Tuesday, on Thursday, Thursday night we will be on our Bible study with the churches from across the country as we thank God that God has opened up the door um, to to Jamie as being an overseer. So I will have my churches joining us on the line on um, on Thursday night at 7.30 we come on the line. And we just ask y'all to come and be a part of that as we are studying out of the book of Genesis. And we just thank y'all to um, just join us and be a part of that call. And, and we, just, we just ask y'all all to, uh, I will give you the number in a few minutes. I I always get a lot of stuff that I got to do with the thing. I know I would like an order a medium curly fry. I tell you that. Um, the telephone number for that line is uh, 724-444-74. Um, the access code. Trying to look. Oh, man. I'm trying to look for the book um, to give you all the access code. There it is. And the access code for that line on Thursday night is the same telephone number as this telephone number, but the access code is different. And I have you all to please write it down. The access code is 137482-POUND. Again, 137 Four eight two pounds. Please come and join us on that call. I'm telling you, we are having a good time with the churches out of New York and Philadelphia, just sharing and and and, and getting the knowledge of the Book of Genesis. On Friday night, we joined uh, Elder Renee Brooks over on her line, and her line is at seven o'clock. Um, please come and join her um, to hear what is going on over on that line. And that number is 712-775-7035. Access code 153388. So come join her on her line on Saturday. We join Tatanya Ford over on her line. Um, and I still have not written down that number, and I will, I will announce it on um, Wednesday night. So please join us on Wednesday night, and I will give you that number. That uh, central time, that's the 12 o'clock um, 
she's on, and Eastern time is 1 o'clock. So please come and join her on that line. Please come and join her on that line and be able to share. I'm telling you, they had a powerful time last week talking about um, witchcraft and things like that. And um, some women gave their testimonies on being tangled up and being brought up and raised up in witchcraft. So I'm telling you, it's a time for the church to hear what the people in the church are saying that are witnesses to some of the things that we only think they go on, but we have two witnesses in the body of Christ that have experienced some of the things that have went on. With that, that is the end of our announcements. And we just ask everyone to take heed, be led by the Spirit, to join um, these different phone ministries and be able to be lifted up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, let us go on. I, I, my, my reader, I, she didn't show up tonight. We thank our lady, Roberta Minson. She usually will be here, but she's not, so we're going to move on. We're going to open up in Chapter 12, and I'll be reading from verses 1 to 6. And then I'll come back and we'll talk about what is taking place in the name of Jesus. Again, we're in chapter 12 of the book of Revelation. Amen. In our first chapter tonight, we're going to talk about the woman, the child, and the dragon. And this is very interesting. There's a lot of things that... We're gonna we're gonna get knowledge of tonight, and I need y'all to really take it in and soak it in. Let me go on and open it up with the reading, and then we'll come back and we'll talk. Again, I'll be reading from verses one to six, and this is John talking. And there appeared a great woman, a great wonder in heaven: a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet. And I'm on ahead a crown of twelve stars. And she being she being with child cried to veiling in birth, pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in the heaven, and behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head, and his tail drew as the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> and did cast them to the earth. And a dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man child, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up under God, and to his throne. And the woman fell into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand and two hundred and three score days. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
again, here we open up and is talking to us about a woman. It says there, there appeared a great wonder. There was a great sign that happened in heaven that the sign was this woman was a sign that John saw that was great that was such a great wonder, you know. Because here there's a woman in, in heaven. And it went on to say, and a woman Hello, somebody. We can hear your background. Thank you. Here it said, the woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and up on her head a crown of 12 stars. I like to, I like to go on and talk about the woman for a minute. The woman clothed. Is ten proofs the woman's a symbol of Israel. By the time Israel and 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 this is this is this is the the thing that we're we're gonna really get into about how why Israel woman in this scripture. It says that the woman a similar Israel, by the term Israel, we mean nation. Israel or Israel as a nation, not as a scattered among the nations. Israel now has been a nation since 1948, and many Jews will continue until they are completely gathered at the second event. And here, and here is telling us that until the second event, that even though the Jews and are scattered all over the country and all over the world, that when Jesus comes, they will be gathered up into one place on his arrival when he comes for the second resurrection. Mm, 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 mm. All right. So, so now God, now Jesus is going to gather all his children up in one place. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And if he gathers them up, that means that's why the Bible tells that my sheep know my voice and another one they will not follow. Because when Jesus calls us, we're going to be able to come to that place where he calls us to come to. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know? And here, and here that's what it says. Right now, everybody's scattered all around. And all the Jews are all over the all over the world, but yet when Jesus comes in the second resurrection, he will give a shout. It says in the Bible that he will give a shout and all those that are his will gather meet him in that place. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not only the Jewish but all his children of all nations. No. Uh-uh. Is that correct? No. 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 Only, only, only the Jews will meet him. Because this, this, this here, this here, this is what I want to get into, and I want to tell her, and we're going to really get into it, because I don't want people to think that 
in this place where we at, where where the where the revelation has us, it's a calling mm-hmm. to the children of Israel. Only okay. Only we are we are adopted into the fold, but the, but this call is going to be unto the children of Israel. And, and let me go a little deeper to to let you understand what I'm saying. As you know, the woman is clothed with the sun and the moon, and under her feet and up on her head, a crown of twelve stars. Can you tell me what the twelve stars represent? Anyone on the line? I got pastors and all of them on the line. So can you tell me what the twelve stars represent? The tribes of Judah. Amen. Okay. Amen. So now the woman, the woman, the woman has a crown of the twelve tribes of Judah on her head. The twelve, the twelve stars represent the twelve tribes of Judah. Yes. All right. Amen. Amen. And let me bring you to a better understanding about the woman. Israel is often spoken of as a woman married to God under the terms of the old covenant. In the Old Covenant, the, the, the tribe of Israel were mentioned as a woman married to God. That, that these were God's children, and they were married to him. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's why he said over in Scripture when he said that if somebody, if one of us fell out of place, we backslide. He said one thing, I'm married to the backslider. Because you're fine. I ain't divorced you, but I'm still married to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go on, then. we bring the word to the word. And this is why in the Old Testament it was said that when one backslide, God would say that I'm married to the backslider because they were the children of Israel. And if they backslid, he, they were still, he was still married to them. Mm-hmm. Amen. All, some of y'all know, some some people know in regular life that some people are still married to people that they ain't divorced yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and y'all still, y'all still a part of each other. But this is where God said that. But God also went on to say that the church is not once symbolized by a woman, married or unmarried. It is never called the bride of Christ. The church is spoken of as a man. Therefore, the church could not be the sun-clothed woman. So I want you to gather that. The fourth church, okay, is spoken mm-hmm. of as a woman, but a great whole. And y'all can find that in Revelation 17th chapter. Twelve verse seventeen chapter. Uh, you can find that in the seventeenth chapter of Revelation. Oh, okay. Um, that the fourth church is spoken as as a woman, a great hoe, but this could not be the sun clothed woman. The Bible mentions only three classes of people today: the church, the Jews, and the Gentiles. At the middle of Dan, Daniel's seventy weeks. When the woman travails and brings forth the man-child, the church has been gone from the earth for at least 
three and a half years. Mm-mm-mm. And this leaves only two classes after the rapture, the Jews and the Gentiles. The woman cannot symbolize the Gentiles because they are the ones persecuting the woman. Therefore, the woman must symbolize the nation of Israel. And we're going to get into that because there's going to be this, and we're talking after the after the rapture. See, there's a great war going to come. And during this time of the great war, okay, here we have Israel and 144,000. Oh, hallelujah. That are going to be are going to be raised up and and be with God. And these are the Jews. The Jews are the hundred and forty-four thousand. Not us Gentiles. Not us have been grafted in and adopted in. We are not among the hundred and forty-four thousand. The hundred and forty-four thousand are Jewish people, which are the original. Mm-mm-mm. The original bloodline of the children of Israel. What was that? What did you say, Pastor? They are the remnant. Rem- remnant, whatever you call them. The remnant? Mm-hmm. It says Israel is the one primary deal with the within and not the church. The sun and the moon and the 12th south symbolize Israel as, as proof in Genesis 37, chapter, the 9th to 11th verse. The Jews are the only people in Scripture spoken of as going through travail in the last days. Mm. Mm. Now that, and that, that's now. in Genesis? Let me see that. That's in Genesis? I'm sorry, Pastor. Yeah, don't worry about it. If y'all want the Scriptures, I'm going to give them to you. Yes, sir. Uh, the scripture that I that I said was Genesis the thirty seventh chapter the ninth to the eleventh verse. Thank you. Israel is identified as a woman by the wars against her and her seed. The same prediction of this woman are found in connection with Israel in the Old Testament, so they must be the same. And y'all can find that in Daniel, the seventh chapter, the twenty-first verse. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. Amen. Amen. And these are the things that symbolize who this woman is. The woman is. Mm-mm. The woman is Israel. As we move down and 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 as we were going through, and then bringing with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. Now I want you to understand with child. And I I I I need y'all to really understand that 
And I wanna, I'm going to take you somewhere, and I'm going to give you this because I don't want you all to be in that mind. This child that they're talking about born is not Jesus, okay? Oh. I want you to say, this is not Jesus Christ being born. This is not, I have nothing to do with him, okay? All right. This is not Jesus that's Christ. Right. You know that's what I was thinking. Right, right, right. And I know a lot of other people on this round are thinking, okay, the woman is giving birth and the devil is trying to, to go against um the child that is being born, but the child mm-hmm. is being born is not Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay. It's All not right. Jesus Christ. And we're going to get in. We're going to get into about who the child is. Um, this is getting exciting now. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't tell me that wasn't uh, Satan getting trying to destroy Christ. No, this is this is not him trying to destroy Christ. Okay. Right. Okay. Now it says she being with child, cried to veil in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon. Okay, we're going to stop there. Who is mm-hmm. the great, who's the great red dragon? Anybody want to tell me who the great red dragon is? The great red dragon is the devil, Satan. Okay. And it says here that the, the, the dragon symbolized as a symbol of Satan. Okay. And now it says that that the dragon having seven heads, and let's talk about the seven heads. Moving seven heads, the symbol of the seven world empires that preceded the kingdom of the Antichrist, which is the eighth. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that that when the adversary came down, he sucked up different kingdoms that were that were evil kingdoms upon the earth. You had the Egyptians, <laughs> you had the Romans, you had all these people that that that, that uh, Nebuchadnezzar and his crew. All of them went across the country, conquering and taking over all of the nations. But yet, these they they were they were moving in, in the direction of, of the adversary. These are the kingdoms of the adversary. Okay. And uh-huh. that, when the dragon came, the dragon came with seven heads that symbolized the, the kingdoms that he had always devoured that were under his commission. <laughs> That's why it says the symbol of the seven world empires that preceded the kingdom of the Antichrist, which is the eighth. And and it says preceded. These were kingdoms that were before the Antichrist has ever come. Before he came, these kingdoms were already devoured and they were already under the control of the of of of, of the Satan. So when we go back and we look in, we look at and we look we look back in ancient times and we see the kingdoms that were taking over kingdoms and doing this and doing that. Even in our time, 
as the Antichrist came, he he tried it with different kingdoms that were defeated because we know the World, World War II that our, our, our fathers or our grandfathers fought with Hitler was nothing but evil. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But these kingdoms were were in place before the Antichrist had came on the earth. It goes on to say the ten horns. Mm-mm-mm. The ten horns and the seven crowns. These ten horns are not crowned while those on the beast are. Mm-mm-mm. And some of y'all that was with us, y'all, y'all might have read earlier back in the 10th and 11th chapter when we talked about the beast. And this, this dragon is not that same beast because that beast is the Antichrist that we talked about back then. And at the time, the Antichrist did not have no crown on his head. It says it symbolizes power over the ten kingdoms will be given to the beast. His seven heads are crowned, symbolizing his rule over the seven kingdoms preceding the Antichrist. The kingdoms and the seven heads on the beast are not crowned, meaning that the Antichrist has not ruled the seven kingdoms preceding his eighth kingdom. So so now that is telling us that one thing about it, that we're watching this dragon here, which is which is Satan himself, that he is crowned with the seven kingdoms, but the Antichrist was not crowned and does not wear a crown because they had not been given over to him in his reign while he is on earth right now. Oh. And we don't understand. There's a difference between... Satan and the Antichrist. Just like there's a difference between God and Jesus. Yes. Because because when we look at it, the Antichrist is just the son of Satan. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. We have to understand that we need to know the difference. You know, a lot of us always run around, and you know what? To tell you the truth, to be real with us, we have none of us that's on this line or on earth have fought against the devil himself at all. All we've been fighting against is against the the, the, the wet dents and, 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 and vessels of the Antichrist that are here. We have not fought against the devil. We have mm-hmm. not fought against Satan. Mm. And that's why Jesus gave us power over what? Demons. When you read the scripture, he says that he gave us power over the demons, which are just a product of the workers of Satan. I just wanted to share that with y'all because I want y'all to understand that that part of it. Right, right. You got to forgive me because I haven't read Revelations yet. You know, right. I can't contribute too much. Is... Amen. 
Amen. Um, we go on to the fourth verse. And the fourth verse tells us, and, the, and his tail to the third part of the stars of heaven. Mm-mm-mm. And I want to stop there. I want you to understand the third part of the stars of heaven. The third part symbolizes of the third of God's angels that rebelled with Lucifer, showing how many will be with him in the future war in heaven under the seventh trumpet. Mm-hmm. So here it says a third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. So so this is the right now we're talking about the first war. This is the first time that the adversary has went against has went against and they were cast down to the earth. And he said a third of the angels rose up against God along with Lucifer and was cast down to the earth. Now, let me understand you now. You're talking about in Genesis, that first third of, 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 of the angels was cast down that, that was disobedient and followed Satan and was cast out. Okay. That's, what, that's what we're talking about now. There was a third of the angels that were cast out when they rebelled against God with with Lucifer, with with Satan. Okay. All right now, um, and I don't want to take too much of your time asking questions. I know you have a. Don't worry about it. That's what this is about. Because there's some people here that might want to ask questions and they just hesitate. So hey, ain't nothing wrong with somebody else asking them. <laughs> Okay. Um, so now I'm kind of lost. How is how is? Um, let me just read it again before I ask the question. I'm trying to see how that's working with revelations at the end times. I understand what happened in the beginning. What it's trying to do is okay. It's bringing us back to the knowledge that you got over in Genesis about when Satan fell. Right. Okay. So now it's bringing you back here and talk about it. It's talking about it all over again, and it's letting us know one thing: that there's a reason for the for the war. Okay. So he getting his truth. This is this is that dragon, which is you said Satan, this red dragon. The dragon is Satan, and he and he, the, the he dragon, out, he's bringing all his troops. All his demons, all of his people that refuse to to recognize God as our, all of our creators. He's bringing all of his troops, Satan troops, Antichrist, and all of his uh, warriors. Yes, it, it, it's like it's like right now. It's talking about how they fell and why and and the number. It's telling us the number of them that are with Satan at this particular time. Okay. I got it. It says here, the tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. Mm -hmm. And we know we learned, well, you wasn't here, but we have learned, those that have been with me, we have learned that the stars symbolize our symbol of angels. 
Okay. You know, we discussed that before, so. um, Okay. So, I'm just going to listen there from this point so I can. I'm so happy to be able to go through Revelation because I've tried reading it on my own, but um, I'm happy someone's going into the book of Revelation. Amen. And did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered. Here the dragon, the dragon, we have to understand the purpose of the dragon. This is the dragon's first purpose, to destroy the man-child as soon as it, is, as it has been born. He failed. He failed just because God takes the man child to heaven. So now who is the man child if it's not Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus? Who is this man The man child. The man child we're going to learn are the 144,000. Oh, we are, see, 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 he didn't say okay. children, but he said the man child because the woman had birthed the children of Israel. Who were who, who the children of Israel birthed out? Okay, symbolic then. Who was the man, who, who was the children of Israel birthed out of? They were birthed out of the lounge of Jacob. Okay. The 12 tribes of Israel came out of the lineage of Jacob. So Jacob was the one that gave birth to the children of Israel. Jacob would symbolize that when he wrestled with the angel and he wrestled with God and he said, before before I let you go, you're going to bless me. And what did his blessing was that his name got changed to Israel. Mm. Okay. Amen. And yet through him, Israel was birthed. Here it says that God had taken the man child to heaven. Okay. And All right. It tells us about the man child. Fifteen proof that the hundred and forty four thousand are the man child. See the hundred and forty four thousand are the man child. And God, and God, the the 104,000, before the adversary could kill or touch the 144,000, God had raised them up and brought them up into heaven. Amen. You understand? And let, let me just, let me just read that, read that to you. It has been proven that the same quoted woman is the nation of Israel. The man child then could not be either the Gentile or the church, which is made up mainly of Gentiles. 
And you'll find that in Acts, the 15th chapter, the 13th to the to the 18th The woman will have to produce her own kind, according to the law of reproduction given by God. Therefore, if the woman is Jewish, the man child must also be Jewish. The woman represents a company of people. The man child must also represent a company of people. There is no other company in the events of Revelation 4, chapter to the 19th, that could possibly be symbolized by the man child other than the 144,000 Jews of Revelation, the seventh chapter. So the 144,000 represent the man child. Okay. Then what is telling us that 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 as before the the, the tribulation comes, that God is going to raise up His hundred and forty-four thousand. Mhm. He's going to raise up His own. You know what I'm saying? Because all one hundred and forty-four thousand. And y'all got to y'all got to catch this. The hundred and forty-four thousand are the product of the first resurrection. Are the product of the first resurrection. Okay? And that's what they are. The product of the first resurrection. Do I have any, anybody want to make any comments? All right. As we move into as we move into the fifth verse, Mm-mm-mm. I lost my place here. But as we move into the uh, fifth verse, let me get it. Oh, let me finish reading the. Um, and cast it down and steal before the woman, and which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. The man child, 144,000 Jews, failed to go through the, the tribulation judgment, taken up to escape the tribulation on Israel when the Antichrist breaks his seven, seven years covenant with them into Palestine. And as I said, that God, 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 God sort of called his own up before the devil could devour him. So, you know, I, 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 I want to make it a little clear for you. That's why, you know, we look at the Jews and, 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 and you might as well just know they are still the chosen people of God. Right. Don't get that out of your mind that they 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 are still chosen, and we were adopted and grafted in to the children of Israel. Right. We, and our adoption came through Christ Jesus. It was because of Him that we were being adopted and grafted into the kingdom of God by Christ Jesus. 
Because they are still the original chosen children of God. Right. I don't know. I don't care how you look at how they live. They got all kinds of Jewish people. They got unorthodox Jews. They got orthodox Jews or whatever. But they're still the chosen children of God. Amen. Point taken. And and we 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 must keep that in our minds that they are still God's children. They are still God's chosen children. And believe me, I don't I, I don't care what any anyone want to say. And honestly, the two that. If you're in your house and you got your own child and you got to adopt the child, who, what child are you going to look upon first? You're going to look upon your, your, your own chosen child. And then you're going to reach your hand to your adopted child. Well, I don't know about that one, Kathy. I'm probably no respect of person, right? I just like that terminology. God, uh-huh. a respective person. Like I like to think that God is great, that He loves us so much that He He loved them first, maybe, but He loves us all now. That Christ coming, He set His blood to erase all of our sins off the face. It's all the same chance now. Well, so, if, if that was so. Why, why, and I just want to bring this, and I want y'all to understand this, that still the children of Israel, God's chosen children, that's why they are among the 144,000. There's not a, the Bible just told you, there's not a Gentile, there's not the church of Christ or anyone else that are among the 144,000 chosen people of God. They are Jewish people only. Mm. And that's something for y'all to go back, read about, think about. Yeah, that kind of makes change your whole uh, feeling. But um, personally, uh, for me, look at that. that, that it's that, like you know, we said, we're second class citizens now to God. I mean, even though if he chooses only 144,000 of the Jewish faith from the tribe of Judah. I like to think that, um, like you said, we have been adopted. You adopt someone, it's because you love them. Amen. 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 I mean, otherwise, you do it another way. There's other options. <laughs> you know, if you adopt someone, that means I don't want nothing from nobody. I'll take care of myself. I mean, you know, that's my thinking. Amen. Amen. I don't Amen. know if you can hear a chirping. Can you hear a chirp? Or, huh? Um, I hear an alarm going off, I think. I don't know. I, I hear something in somebody's yeah. phone. It ain't that disturbing, so it's not really bothering me. Um, no, okay. <laughs> it's okay. not really bothering me. Um, let's go on to the fifth verse. And she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up under God. And let's just stop. She brought up a man child. Mm-hmm. Who, and we know who the man child is. The man child is 144,000. Yeah. Who was to rule all over all nations. The man child 
or the 144,000 are to rule the nations with a rod of iron, as will Christ and the Old Testament saints, the, the church saints, and the tribulation saints, this honor have all the saints. So all of us is going to have that same honor to rule with an iron rod over those that are that 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 are that are against or come against our Father in heaven. Now you all of us. We're all going to have that power that God is going to give us to rule and be and be like the man child and be able to rule the nations with a rod of iron as well as Christ. The Old Testament saints, the church saints, and the tribulation saints, this honor have all the saints to be able to rule over nations. Well, does it say that, though? You just read it that she brought forth a man child, which I understand is 144,000 Jews who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. I'm confused. But see, but see, this is this is this is where you come back to what you were talking about. But God instituted the same power that he gave them, being that we were adopted in, that we would be able to manifest the same gifts and the same blessings that he has given them, he is going to give unto us. So where did you say that? In scripture, he told me in writing 144. It tells us, it says, for a man child who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron, and her child. Okay, so the man child is 144,000. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. where it said, who was to rule. <laughs> Now God is saying to us, okay. God is saying to us, as we have been adopted in as children, that the same benefits that the hundred and forty-four thousand come, we shall we shall come too. This is where we come back to that word that you said you just learned. You learned that God shows no respect to person. That what what He has given them, He shall give us too. Mm, okay, I can see it though in writing. I don't see it in God's words here to t- teaching us. That's something I have to imply. I have to, you know, I, I don't want to add or take away anything. I don't see it. Uh, but y'all, I mean, y'all have been taught by a by pastor to go down, and y'all had them, them books, them commentary books, and y'all had them books where the stuff is written down in the bottom. Read what it says down in the bottom. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then, and then, can you, you read, read it out loud, or you want me to just read it? Yeah, but you can read it out loud. I'm going to say that's too much different. Okay. Um, it's written it's it's here from chapter 12-1 through 6. It doesn't break it down as of only uh, chapter 5. It reads from 1 to 6 verse. The woman represents God's faithful people who have been awaiting the Messiah. That's what it breaks it down. Saying. The crown of 12 stars represents the 12 tribes of Israel. Like I said earlier, gentlemen, such as Judah. Amen. God set apart 
the Jews for himself. And he's saying that it says in Romans 9, chapter 4, and 5, day, and that nation gave birth to the Messiah. The boy or man child from 12.5 of Revelation is Jesus born to a devout Jew from Luke 1, 26-33. Even King Harold immediately tried to destroy the infant Jesus in Matthew 2, 13-20. Are you fading now? You fading now? You got to come back. <laughs> we can't hear you, uh, Lady Deborah. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Herod's desire to kill this newborn king, whom he saw as a threat to his throne, was motivated by Satan, the great red dragon, who wanted to kill the world savior. The heavenly pageant of Revelation 12 shows the, that Christ's quiet birth in the town of Bethlehem had cosmic significance. So that's what this, that's what this um, uh, commentary or uh, concordance, I should call it, concordance reads. Let, let, me, let, me go, let me go into where your commentary went, and that's where everybody on the line. The commentary went into... When Jesus was born, that 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 that, that remember uh, Pontius Pilate wanted to. I think that's his name. If I can remember his name, but the, the whoever was the rule over, he after the wise man came to see him, he wanted to know where the child was being born because he wanted to kill him. Kill him, yeah, King Herod. King Herod wanted to kill him. Now, mm-hmm. now we turn around, but yet he never got a chance because God raised Jesus up and his and his mother and father moved and traveled on into Egypt. Yes, and told those kings not to go back and tell that them and tell them, them anything. There's right. wisdom that keeps going a different way back home. Right, right, right. And that's what your, your commentary is saying. Yeah, the concordance is saying that. That's, that's, that's what they're concordance. saying. So he immediately tried to destroy the infant Jesus. Which we know all that. We know that's to be true. Yeah, that, we know that was that. that's what happened. Um, and during, Yeah, during the time of the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. Here is symbolizing that we could look at that same thing as us. Us, we are we are the birth of Christ Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You just take me for a walk. But yeah, here, <laughs> here, here, come on, here, Come on. Yeah, yeah here. We're we're talking about the demonstration of the birth of the children of Israel, the hundred and forty four thousand. And and that the woman was, was the woman that was having the child was the children of Israel. If I, I hope I didn't lose anybody. I'm hoping that everybody is still with us. If not, just open up and say something, and we'll try to correct whatever has been, been misunderstood. 
as we move into the sixth, as we move into um, where it says the rule of all nations and the law of time, and a child was caught up unto God. And caught up the man child of the hundred four thousand will be caught up as well all the dead and living in Christ. The future tribulation saints and the two witnesses. So here is symbolizing that that we're all gonna be caught up. That's not that's not something that none of us is gonna miss that die in Christ Jesus. Because it says that when he comes in a cloud, that those that have died in Christ shall be shall meet him in the air and those that are alive shall join those in 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 meeting him in the air. So we're all gonna be caught up when Jesus comes on a cloud to bring about the second resurrection. Amen. 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 No, none of us none of us missed this. Even when we read last week about the witnesses, even when the witnesses died, that yet God called them up mm-hmm. into heaven. He called he called them up. Anything that belongs to God, God is always gonna call up. God is not going to leave nothing of his to be dead on earth just because when God calls you up, his spirit, his spirit will bring you back into life. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And, and, and I don't know about y'all, but we're all looking to be a part of that second resurrection and to be in. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For Christ Jesus. I don't know about you. I don't know what path you're walking down or where you headed, but I know that I'm headed towards the destiny that God has put before me because I want to. I, I, I want to be able to be like that song that's saying, I want to look upon his face. So I am looking, I am looking for, for to hear God say, well done, my good, and, per, and well done, my good, and faithful service. I'm, I'm waiting to hear that because I know that I'll be able to be risen and alive of Christ Jesus will come. If I die, that I'm not dead because I'm still alive because when he comes, I will see him in the air. So, you know, I, I just had to go in there and say that real quick because there he is. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you. There is no death in the children of God. And and if you are a child of God, you, you shall never die, but you shall only sleep to be awakened again when his arrival comes. Mm-mm-mm. Oh yes! Oh, hallelujah! Thank you, Amen. Father. Amen. That's mm-hmm. why. He, that's why He gave us eternal life. Mm-hmm. No temporary. You eternal. know, this, I, I read that they said that there's nothing here on earth is worth you going to hell. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Nothing. And believe me, I believe me, I, I told my people one time when they said, there's only two places you can live eternally in. Either with God or you're going to burn in that fire for eternity. Mm-hmm. Amen. Either you're hmm. obedient to him and follow him or you part of his uh, enemy. There's I no sense. There ain't no great areas, no in-between, and there's no excuses. There's Amen. There's and churches and... Oh my goodness! It's all on the internet now. 
It's everywhere. There's no reason why you don't know his word. And we're here also. It's, it's, not, about this point. it's not about knowing the word, but it's about being able to apply the word and live by the word and live in the word. You know, I mean, we, we, you know we can all be hearers. You know what I'm saying? But the Bible says don't be a hearer but be a doer. And, and some of us are hearers but not doers. And we have to be a combination of both. That's in the, true. Amen. In the, in the sixth verse, it says, The woman fell into the wilderness. Where she had, and, 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 and that's deep. Where she, where she had a place prepared of God. Now we want we 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 want to look look at that. Um, Edom, Moab, and the Amorites escaped the Antichrist. See, see, during 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 this time, there gonna be some there gonna be some some children of God that's gonna escape. The hand of the adversary in their in their in their life of destruction, and here it says that the 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 Amorites and the Amorites they they escaped the Antichrist and made a place of refuge for Israel in the in in the tribulation. So. So they saying during the course of the tribulation that there is going to be a place of refuge that people of God are able going to be able to stand. And let me tell you something about about the the, the revelation talks about this happening. Because mute their phone. Thank you. Could you mute your phone? Thank you. Um, the thing about it that. The Amorites, the Moabites, and the and Edom are all desert people. They're Arabs and Arabians. They live in the desert. You know what I'm saying? So, so when I when I when I read this and I started understanding it, and God was showing me, He was showing me that that's where our refuge is going to be, out in an isolated place. That the adversary can't put his hand on it. And guess what? The thing about it that it wasn't it wasn't man that prepared the place for you, but it was God. God has always got a place. God has always got a place of refuge for His children. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what it says. It says here, and she had a place prepared of God. That they should feed her there. Mm, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? God is going to make a place for no matter when the time, when the tribulation comes. God is going to make a place that we're going to be able to escape. We're going to be able to find refuge, and we and God is going to feed us. You go back in the Bible and you read where He said one of the one of the prophets when the land was desolated and everything, He had a bird come and feed him every day. You Every Amen. day came and fed him, a sparrow came and brought him food. And he was right by the water side, so he had food and water. And God fed him every day. Amen. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus. And there was a famine in the land. Nobody else 
was hard, was couldn't eat and couldn't find food, but God said his, said his man of God. That's why Jesus told us, don't worry about nothing. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about where you're going to come from. Because when mm-hmm. you believe, trust in God, God is going to make a way for oh, you. Yes. He's going to make sure yes, you yes. eat. God is going to take care of you. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of us on this line right now, we are witnesses to the fact that when we didn't have nothing, God showed up and brought us something. Mm-hmm. I ain't the only one. I ain't the only one. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 You know the thing? Thank you, Holy Ghost. The thing that makes God just so awesome that even when you were even when you were in your sin, he took care of you. Oh, dear. When you were in your sin, he made a way out of no way for you because he chose you to be a part of his kingdom. Hmm. And here this woman got in the wilderness and it says where she had a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there. And a thousand and two hundred and three score days they fed her. Mm-hmm. Escaped the Antichrist and made the place of refuge for the for Israel in the tribulation. They should feed her. The Arabs of modern Jordan and the Arabians were the ones that fed fed them. <laughs> because they, they these are desert people. They live in the desert. <laughs> and they know how to survive out there. It says it talks about the thousand two hundred and three score days. This is the number of days the woman flees into the wilderness, and the man child on 144,000 are in heaven before the seventh event of Christ. Um, we're still going back to talking about that, that her child, her children, already raised up to be with God, and that God made a place of refuge for her. God made a place of refuge for his children. You know what I'm saying? God, God says that one thing about it, that he will not let you bear more than you can handle. He will always make a door of escape. Man. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, there's nothing that God is going to let you go through. And we're learning this in Revelation that he did it, he did it for them, and he'll do the same thing today for us. All we got to do is believe. Amen. Amen. The thing about it, and, and I just want to give you this, that when we're going through, we don't look for the door. We're looking for God to get us out, and God is, and God is, and we're we're looking to God to get us out, but then we don't look for the way that God might get us out because we missed the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we should Amen. be looking. Because we know the Bible is true and the Bible is right. And it says that he will make a door of escape. So if he said it, 
I need to look for this door. Sometimes the door don't look like the door don't look like what you want it to look like. Your enemy, your enemy might come be the one that to take you through the door. <laughs> Someone you may not like may be the one to open up the door for you to for you to get free from what you're going through. We can't think about what the door looked like. We just got to ask the Holy Spirit to lead us to the door. Amen, amen, amen. And here we just talked about, and we get ready to go into the second part, and we're going to talk about Satan. Satan's thrown out of heaven. We're going to talk. We're getting ready to get into this. That's just a little deep. But I just want to go back over the first part. We, we, we understand are talking about the woman being the symbol of Israel, the dragon being Satan, and how Satan came to devour those, the, thing, the birth of the man-child of God. Whether we look at it from the from the particular point of going back to look at Christ Jesus, that they tried to destroy him after Mary gave birth to him. They were looking to, to kill him, but yet God raised him up and made a door for him to escape into Egypt Ooh. where he where he could be safe, that he could grow. And whether we look here that 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 Jesus that the, the the woman is the, the, the symbol of Israel and the children and the man child are the hundred and forty four thousand children of Israel. But even yet, when we look at that, thank you, Holy Ghost, we can always go back to Moses and knowing that Moses went into Egypt and set the children free. He made a place for them to be able to escape. Even when they got to the river of the Nile, that when the that when Lord. the when the <laughs> when the Nile, come on, pastor, 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 come on now. That's right. When the Nile wanted to chase them all the way down there, then God still opened up a way for them to escape. He He and made it. If God did it for them, He can do it for you today. All you got to do is believe that He can. The Bible says. And we read that in the beginning uh, when we studied the third chapter of Revelation, the church of Philadelphia. He says, I open doors that no man can shut. Yes. And shut doors that no man can open. Hmm. All you need to do is use the key. And the key to the, to the movement of God is your faith and your belief. Amen, amen. <laughs> but we want to move on, and I just wanted y'all to go back and read that sometime in your in your lean in your um in your leisure time. But now I want to go in and talk to you for a little while, and we're not we're going to just go through this, and then we're going to close out, and we'll be reading from seven. Uh, to what is it? 
From 7 to 12. And next week we'll study 13 to 17. But it says here, and there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. And prevailed not, neither was there a place found anymore in heaven. The great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a voice saying in the heavens, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, ye heaven, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, of the sea, for the devil has come down into you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he had us for a, a short time. <laughs> Hey, hey, now that's me. Let's go on. Here we want to talk about the adversary being cast out of heaven. It opens us up and it says there was a, there was a war. Mm-mm-mm. And there was a war in heaven. And my Bible down in the Western thing, it says this war in heaven will be the last actual struggle between Satan and God over the possession of the heavenly where Satan reigns. You can find that in Ephesians 2 and 2 and Ephesians 6 and 12. Satan still has access to God's heaven to accuse the brethren, but from the time of this casting out, he will never again enter heaven. You know, when I read this, I had to understand that this is not this is not the one, this is not the time, but this is the second time that he's going to go and go against God. And I want you to understand that that we're not in a place that he's going to, he's going to fight this one time, but this is the second time because it says here that he will never go into heaven again. And after and after woo, the thing that we have to understand, there's gonna come a time that he's not gonna go before God and be accusing us. He was, do you know that he accuses us every day he stands before God and tells and accuses us of the things that where we fall short? Mm. He is the accuser of the brethren. The Bible just said it. That he is the accuser of the brethren. And it says that there's a war in heaven that Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. So even though the rebellious that, that he had angels that backed him up and was going to fight against God, but yet, the archangel, the war angel, the fighting angel, the battle king of the angels, Michael, 
prevailed over him. We understand that. That, that, and, 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 and you know what? I, I, I really want to take into place. You got to know, you got to know, and, 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 and people, I, I went through a thing with a pastor one time because I told him, sometimes we got to pray for our angels. Hey, you don't see that in scripture? I said, you know what? Go back and read where Daniel was waiting for the answer. And, 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 ooh, ooh, ooh. And, 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 and the warlord of Persia was holding back his, his, his request, fighting against the angel that was bringing the message to him. But it took the archangel Michael and them to come and fight with him that his message could get through. And you don't think that Daniel was down there praying to hear from God, to hear whatever message that God had for him because he needed to hear an answer? God, Daniel was praying for his angels. Sometimes we don't recognize what God has given us to be with us, to walk with us, and be able to relate back to God about what is going on in our lives. Pastor, the same thing was happening then. It happens in our lives. Amen. Amen. The Amen. angels are warring for us to That's get our right. blessing. That's why sometimes it takes so long. It depends on what God has given us. It takes a long time before it gets there because right. the, the, the angels are fighting for our blessing. Mm-hmm. They don't want us to have it. They don't want us to have our blessings. So guess what? We need help. So we need help. The angels are in heaven fighting for us. Amen. Amen. To make sure we get what God has for us. That's right. It's not even the only the ones that are in heaven. It's that guardian angel that walks with you every day that goes in the battle. Mm Mm-mm-mm. For you throughout the day. That's it. Your Come angels, on. the one that God gave you, the Bible lets us know. Amen. The Bible lets us know that God has given us an, an angel that's with us. And you don't think that he goes in the war for you? Mm. Yes, I do. That's what I love about having my own personal angel. <laughs> And we, and, and we can't take my angel. We sit back and we pray for everybody else, but we don't pray for that one that walks and guards us while we sleep at night. He, he that that angel guards us and looks over us during the course of the night. Oh. Here, here we got a wake up call that we must be, be able to recognize that what the angels are doing on our behalf. That's it. Man. Now, here's my responsibilities to God, God's community of believers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Amen. Lord God. One of the responsibilities to God, us, like you said, is community of believers, just the believers. Mm-mm-mm. Michael, Michael, that, that angel there, that, that angel and was fighting that war in heaven. But that's one of his responsibilities is to look after us. 
Yes, that's what he is, our our guardian angel. <laughs> that's awesome to know. He's fighting against Satan, and he's also fighting for us. To keep us, to keep us. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That gives you more hope, more faith. Thank you. And that's what we have to understand. We have to understand what place the angels play in our life. Mhm. And and we we need to be able to recognize who they are. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because Amen. even Jesus was when he was tempted by the devil in a in, in a desert during the fourth day. And it said, and then he brought him to Jerusalem and sat him on a on a pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you. And in mm. hands they shall bear you up. You should dash your foot against a stone. Ain't that something? Now the now the devil knew the word, okay. Even though he knew he should have known he couldn't fool the word, because I don't know how he thought he was going to trick the word. And Jesus is the word, but he's anyway, the word. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But, but what I'm bringing out is the fact that one thing that that the Bible says that the angels have God over us. Because if they got God over Jesus and Jesus is in you, then they got God over you because of the Jesus that's in you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank and you, Lord. Understand that that angels won't even let you dash your foot. They will come to your rescue. Thank you, yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, in, you know, we was reading in Genesis when God put that breath of life in us. It was part of him. It's, it is God. He put him, that breath of life was, was him in living in each and every one of us. So when they read it to me like that, it was like I never thought about it like that. I always read about the breath of life, not realizing that life is God, that he breathes into that vessel. Can I, can I stop you? I want you to really understand that. When we're born, okay, we're born with the, with the breath of life. And when we're born with the yeah. breath of life, okay, and we come out of our, name, our mother's womb, and they, they, they got to thank us and we take that first breath, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is mm-hmm. the breath of the spirit of life that God has given us. Let me tell you when God gets in. Father Himself. Yes, Father Himself. I want to clear this up. God is in you from your birth now. Okay? I want you to understand that that is the spirit of life. The same spirit that He breathed into Adam and Eve, the spirit of life, that is the same spirit of life that He gave us. But God was not in Adam and Eve because He didn't breathe Himself in them, He breathed the spirit. Of life into them, okay. Now let me tell you when we when we get the spirit of God. Come on, come on. Let me tell. You, I want y'all to listen to this. When you get the spirit of God is when you go down and you get born again, and you become a new creature. There you go. 
be baptized by the Holy Spirit because the Spirit is the one that brings the Spirit of God in. Mm. All right. You got to understand that He is a part of the the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But yet, Jesus said, "I I will send a Comforter to be with you, to keep you." You understand? Think about it. when we're, when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit and we receive the Holy Spirit in us, we open up the door to receive Christ Jesus in us too. That's it. Yeah. And, and, then, and, and then you can run around and tell people, I don't know what you're talking about. I got the great I am in me. <laughs> Amen. It's part of the Trinity. It's still part of God. Amen. <laughs> because God is in you. The Bible says that one day God said that I will pour my spirit unto my people, unto my children. Yes. We are the representation of God's spirit being in us. Oh, through the Holy Spirit that he baptized us with. Mm-hmm. 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 Thank you, Lord. And the mm-hmm. thing about the thing about that makes God so awesome is that He didn't only just baptize you with it; He sent the guardian angel to walk with you. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. I just say, don't let me go, Father. Don't let me go, Jesus. Don't let me go. I just want to walk close to you. I just want to hold on to you. Don't let me go. Don't let nothing open no doors that give me nothing and make me let you go. I'm just so happy, Jesus. Thank you. I finally found you. It took a long time. <laughs> He's so patient with us. He's so patient. He is so. He is so. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's finish this up. And it says, yeah. and his angels, and prevail not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. So God said, so, so, so what, what had happened was that when Lucifer and his angels went and they fought against God and, 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 and Michael and all of them, they, they didn't prevail, but they got casted out and there was no place found for them no more in heaven. You got to understand, that's powerful because you know what? You got to know that, that when you war against God, Mm-mm-mm. There'll never be a place found for you in Him. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got, you got people. You got people out here that are atheists and all this, and they talk junk about God and all, and they're against God. But believe me, those that are against God, there is no place in God for them. Mm-hmm. So y'all better catch that because one thing about it, you, you know what? We want to run around and, and we listen to these people and they talk junk about Jesus ain't this and blah, 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 and they talk against him. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? They're blessed. They're blessed that that the hand and the wrath of God doesn't fall on them just because they talk against God. But I tell you one man they better not never talk against, and that's the Holy Ghost. Because you can ask Ananias and his wife, and they lied to the Holy Ghost. What happened? They died. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> know that if you go against the Holy Spirit and say and curse it or say something, you shall surely die. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing we, we get to understand that that anything that's not of God and anything that wars against God, God tells us that our enemies are his enemies and his enemies are our enemies. It's true. That's all. Amen. And Amen. we need to understand that because there'll never be a place to for his, for his enemies or my enemies to prevail over the things of God. Mm-hmm. You know, you might be going through something. You might look like it ain't no end, but God is not going to let you let you die and and what you're going through because He's not going to let the devil prevail over who you are. Amen. Just like in Job. Just like in Job. That's he, right. He we can do Job. so much. He's limited by God's power. He can do something. He can only do what God put, let him let him do. He always he always want to. You know, it seemed like what a constantly try to hinder all the good things. That's that what he comes. Yeah, that's what he all he is. That's his job. Where the Bible says he comes, he'll and destroy. Mm-hmm. Constantly trying that's to what he Yes. We have to be just as strong as Satan's people. And they don't hide. They bold in their speech. You hear them cussing, talking, lying, anything they feel like they want to do. But we Christians, if we get bolder now, we talk more now. But we got to a point where only, to me, I'm I'm the new convert. I'm just coming into to, to Christ, uh, really, 110%. But um, before, it was just kind of like quiet. Everybody was just in the church and you hear it in the family. I didn't see too much of, um, I seen a lot of bad stuff, you know, <laughs> constantly right out in the open. They ain't even hide it. But uh, it's good to know that there is a lot of Christian sisters and brothers out there that's beginning, you know, to make be bold, speaking up and showing them God's, what God wants from us. So we'll know, you know, those who's on the on the fence is not sure which way they want to go. We get to see and hear more. A lot of people that ain't ready to go in the church yet, but what you all are doing is wonderful. It's wonderful. Then you can you can understand more who God is. You can see his character better. You understand that he really he really he does live. He's, he is this and he cares about you. Amen. All of them. Amen. Amen. I want to go on and read the five facts about the war in heaven. The first fact, there will be a war. The time in the middle of of Daniel, the 70 weeks, the place and the heavenly. We don't understand what the heavenlies are. You know what I'm saying? The heavenly, I'm, I'm going to read. I, I, I'm going to read to y'all what the heavenlies are. I'm going to try to tell you. The one predicted here could be the same as the one in heaven. That was in the day, the daily past before the last day's work of Genesis, the sixth day work of Genesis. And, and that's what they're talking about. That first war was that war during the six, day, during the six days before that we read in Genesis, because the devil was cast out before God did come down that started um, 
creating paradise and started dealing with making man and woman. That all that with the devil, he had got cast out of there before God had put man on earth. This war yet is future. For all events of revelation must be after the churches. The only two we find here in connection with the original war in heaven is that revealing how many angels originally fell with Lucifer. The angels fight by bodily contact in the same way that men do. They are capable of operating in the material and earthly realm. After all, heaven and other planets are of material substance, like the earth. I want y'all to catch that 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 the earth is 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 one of the parts of the heavenly realm of God. Mm-hmm. Because what you got to remember that this is where God first started and put man, and when when paradise was here, this was this was this was another level of heaven, because there was nothing but peace there. And the thing about it that we're going to get there when we get towards the end. What I'm telling you right now that we we are we are still living on a on another level of heaven. It's just that this this level is is going through a transition in a trans in, in, in a transaction because there's a war being fought on this level of heaven. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And y'all oh, know yeah. that. Because y'all are the members that are fighting the war every day. Every day we're fighting something that we're being tempted with, something that we're being attacked by the adversary or by <laughs> demonic forces are coming against us in any form, fashion, or way that we got to fight, we got to war against them, we got to speak against them, we got to call on the blood of Jesus, we got to call mm-hmm. on them, uh, because of some of the things that we, we, we come against or we're confronted with. But the Bible told us that we would go through these things. James told us, count it all joy when you go through trials and tribulations. So we know that these things would take place, that there will be trials and tribulations. Amen. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Anybody came to Christ and thought that that it was going to be just a... Uh, hunky dory. They was. <laughs> oh no! Here for a ranch. A lot of work. Mm-hmm. A lot of testing. Amen. Are you there? Hello, Reverend Carpenter. I think we lost him. Uh oh. Okay. Just down the line. Here, come here. Here, come back. I'm sorry. Come I'm not. Here, come back. I got knocked off for oh, okay. a <laughs> Get your hand away from that mute button. Pastor <laughs> Carpenter, get your hand away from that mute button. Yeah, okay. <laughs> get your hand away from that mute button. <laughs> Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm trying to move that now. I'm trying to... 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 I'm trying to...
Amen. But we're we're still on a level in the heavenly realm while we're on earth. And and, and listen to what what it just talks about the angels. The angels have done and can do all things that men can do. Plus, some things men cannot do. Before coming resurrected and immortalized and being given glorified bodies like Christ, who can appear and disappear, Mm-mm-mm. going through material substances, and this is John 21st chapter 14 verse, angels are capable of being captured, confined by chains, and prison like men. Here, one army of angels is going to defeat and cast down another army of angels to the earth and confine them there. All fallen ones will be confined to hell forever. So, so all the angels that 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 were given out and were war against God, and any particular time during to Jesus comes, they will be cast into hell. Hmm. But the thing that got me is that I can't wait. Woo, Jesus, did you hear about the body that we're gonna we're gonna embrace? that Jesus has, has, has embraced and that he showed us back when he went to, uh, and appeared before uh, Thomas and all them, when he walked through the wall and all like that, the Bible is saying that we will, we will conform that same body that our, that mm-hmm. our Lord Savior has conformed. Mm-hmm. And that body is back. It says, it says that it is the resurrected immortalized being glorified bodies like Christ, who can appear and disappear. Can you imagine that? Having a body where I can appear and disappear on people? <laughs> and it says, and it says, disappear, going through material substance. I can just walk through a wall and keep walking. Where do you see that at, Reverend Carpenter, please? <laughs> I'm, reading from, I'm reading from my notes that as I'm doing my study. I, I, I went into some other stuff and studied about it. But I don't even, I don't have to, the, the goal, and I can take you back in the scripture and show you that, that when Jesus came and, and he came through, and that's when Thomas said, Let, if I can touch the the things in his hand, the holes in his hand, then I'll know it's him. Right, and Thomas. Oh, yeah. Because they were in the upper room and the doors were locked and the windows were shut and Jesus came through the door. He walked right in. Ah, uh-huh. mm, okay. Yes. All right, come on. And the Bible, Bible is telling us when we go in. Jesus. It lets us know that we have because the body that we will have will be given to us like a picture to the will of God. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank mm-hmm. you. This is one things that, that I had. They brought me to a big conference thing because these people were running around and some leaders was into it too. And they were singing that song. I'm going to see my mama when I get there and all like this. And they weren't reading scripture. 
and they heard me talking on, on my ministry line, and they came back and wanted me to talk about it. Then they wanted me to come and talk with them about it. And I showed, I showed everybody in the Word of God that we're not going to know each other when we get to heaven. We're not going to know no We're not going to know each other because it says that God should give us the body that he desires to give us. If God desires whatever body he desires to give us, I don't know what you look like spiritually. You know what I'm saying? And if God decides to give you the body that he desires, how am I going to recognize you? And why would God want me to look around <laughs> to say my mama, my daddy, and all them people are there, and they ain't there? I'm going to go back in the sorrow. But he said in the Bible that there would be no more weeping and no more crying and no more sorrow when you get to the new heaven and to the new, and, and to the new, <laughs> and to the new city of Jerusalem. So, if that's so, I'm, and, and the thing about it that I brought to their attention, more so, our mind is going to be on Christ Jesus. It's going to be on anything. When you read, yes. and, and you go back and you read the beginning, but we still, even the elders, they before God, and this is this about maybe about three scriptures before where we at, maybe about the eighth, the ninth, the tenth. But we read about the elders, and we read about all the people that were up before God, that they worshiped and they praised God all day. Yeah, and here we are, knowing that we're going to have a body. We're going to have a, 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 a body. More, but we're going to have a glorified body. Do you know what a glorified body looks like? I don't know. No. <laughs> but I know one thing. When I do get one. I know it ain't going to look like this. You know you ain't going to give it back. Listen, I know it ain't going to be this earthly body, so if I get a glorified body, I know you ain't going to recognize me because you don't know what I look and like how I look. Ooh, in That's a good point. You don't know how I look in a glorified body. You know how I look in an earthly body, which ain't going to be no more. Mm-hmm. That's true. The body that I'm in now is immortal. What body I'm going to get is going to be mortal. This is an immortal body. This body could die. The body that I'm going to get, it ain't going to be able to die no more. Yeah, this body dies every day. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's what, the, that's what Paul said. <laughs> that we, we need to kill it. We need to kill it daily. <laughs> that's what Paul said. We need to kill it daily. Oh, you better kill it. You got to. It, it's gonna kill you. You don't, you don't kill it. It's gonna kill you. Amen. It still will if you let it. <laughs> if you let it, the Bible says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So right about it. We gotta, we gotta know that that we have to strengthen ourselves and our spirits of war, because the flesh, the flesh, the flesh will fall apart at any given time. Um, let's go on. It says in the ninth verse, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels was cast out with him. We need to understand that, that 
He came down to earth, and he came down with anger. And and he takes his anger out on us. And that's and that's why we we have to we we have to get born again. Because one thing about it, you know, when we were in the world and we were unbelievers, we lived according to that world. Mm-hmm. It's true. Come on, man. And and and, and, and yeah, there was something that wasn't right, but we we overlooked some things that wasn't right because we were we was we weren't right either. <laughs> we wasn't right either. We were going to the club, juke joint, hanging out, drinking, smoking, getting high, whatever. Whatever we were doing. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't stand them people that get to church and act like they ain't never did nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they've been holier than that all their life. You know? And I, I, I tell a story about my grandmother that I'm going to tell you all real quick. My grandmother... I always went around, around as a little kid, and she took me to church and everything, blah, blah, blah. And every time when I went down south, I went to church with her. And I just thought this woman's glass, she just walked on on on, on glass. You know what I'm saying? She was it. And I said, boy, I can never be like that. But when she died, they had a funeral, and then they had the overpass. And we had the house. And her girlfriend was sitting there talking about my grandmama. You remember you remember how Lizzie used to go down to the juke joint and get angry? She'd go down there with her knife and get ready to cut everybody and beat everybody up. She, then when she beat that girl up and threw her off the porch, Ooh. I jumped up and said, y'all stop lying. My grandmama ain't never did that. <laughs> because my grandmother never told me about her past life. She only let me see her present. Hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then what I saw is who I thought she was. Being the person that it was talking about for that woman. I never saw that woman that ran around and, and all the women were scared of her and knew they better not look at her man. I, I never saw that woman. I saw a nice, meek, humble, Christian woman. And that's what I betrayed her. And then I learned that, that everybody got a past. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And we and we can't just take people for what we see. We got to take people for who they are. You know. So I, I, that that really got me. I, they had to drag me out of the house. I wanted to beat them old women up and talk about my grandmama. I want to drag them in And the truth of that is, you about saying that. And we, we, we should let our children see just like you was. You, 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 you just knew you had a straight up a Holy Ghost filled grandmother that never did nothing, and it floored you. It, it just it took something out of you. But see, we as saints don't want to tell our children. We'll tell them, well, I did that before. You ain't doing nothing that I ain't doing. But no, tell them to do. I used to do this, and I used to do that, and I used to do this. I ain't always been safe. So when something do come up, just like you with your grandmama, uh-huh. you'll feel uh-huh. a lot better. Amen. Amen. You're right about that. Because Amen to that. I'll preach on that. 
That way our children, when we make a mistake and we do do something, that's the first thing that's coming ahead of us. I never know my grandma, my mama, or I never know them to do none of that stuff. And now, then they turn around and look at you at a whole different, then, then they start acting crazy. Then you wonder why they're acting crazy. Because they didn't hurt something that you ain't talking about in your past. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. right. Amen. That's right. That's right. And a lot of that happened. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I get on parents today because there's a, there's a word they use. And the kids act up. I don't know why you're doing that. I've been there and done that. And and the thing about it, you saying I've been there and done that. Don't think you're going, don't think you're going to get away with something. And I had to get on some parents. You've been there and done what? You ain't told me what you've been there and done. Yeah, tell them what you've done. Tell them what you've done. Then, then they got to understand it. All that, been there, done that. You ain't doing nothing that I ain't did. I've been there and done that. You don't want to tell me what you did. And that's why I because my grandmother ain't never tell me what she did, didn't tell me about her past, and she only let me see the woman that I saw. Hmm. When, when somebody talked about her being something else, you know what I'm saying? I had no problem with it. My granddaughter, my granddaughter, I let her know. I've been a drug dealer. I done drank, did drugs before, all that. Been to prison, did everything. Man, she ain't got to worry about walking the street because she lived where, we, where I grew up at. She ain't got to know I was like, oh, your, your, your granddad used to be a drug dealer. He used to get high. He used to drink beer on the corner with all of them. Ain't nothing new. And she, she looked at her toe. My granddaddy told me. He could walk on. I think we need to let our young people and our grandchildren know where we came from, that as they grow up seeing us walk in the, in, 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 in the character of Christ Jesus, that they understand that we didn't always walk like this. That's right. We ain't always walk like this. <laughs> no, we always walk straight. We ain't always been we never walk straight now. Righteous. As all folks say, we weren't born with no silver spoons in our mouth. Yeah, amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. We have to we have to let them know that it ain't always been what you saw. I, I, and, and 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 let me tell you something. It wasn't easy for me to get to where I'm at right now. And tell you what, I'm still struggling. I'm still going through things because you know what? One thing that my life is going to be a road. To the day I die, I'll be delivered from something. Because I, I, I was in the world for a long time. I was born in the world. And believe me, when I was born, I was born into iniquity. And believe me, I knew sin better than I knew what I know now. <laughs> mm-hmm. We all can say that. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to. You don't get them. You don't get them pastors up there trying to tell people about their lives and, and putting to the scripture, and they be giving a sermon. They talk about. They talk to you, and you don't know. Not about them, stuff, not them. theirs. They don't tell you about what they've been through. That's why. That's why I love my people in New York, because they know when I came to preach, I preach about me. <laughs> hey, Lady Deborah. <laughs> Uh-huh, I'm here. I preach about me, and I don't mind preaching about where I came from and to where God got me because it lets you know one thing, that my God is a God that his word is true, 
He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but I delivered them from them all. So mm-hmm. My God is a delivering God. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Um, it says, and which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth, and it was cast out with, out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now it comes salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his, of his Christ. We need to understand that that even after that there be an announcement that now everything else and the fullness of it in, in the earth belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. That, that, that when God fights this battle and he when prevails over the adversary, that, that he's going to bring the fullness of who he is. Mm-mm-mm. And guess what? That's why we'll be able to look at him. Because you remember Moses couldn't look at him. He had to hide in the cliff of the rocks when, when God passed him. But guess what? That when the fullness of who he is, we'll be able to look at him because we'll be in his glory with him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you. That's an amen. The fullness of who he is, I'll be able to look at him because I'm in his glory with him. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> And it, 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 it just lets you know of where we stand when it comes to God. Um, it says, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Do you know the devil accused us before God every day and night? Yeah. When you, ain't, when, you, when you ain't doing something right or something, he, he, he the devil did. He would pass. He would pass the Mary Jones did. <laughs> he yeah. would you or whatever shortcoming you for. But he don't understand that one thing God told him. Hallelujah. He said in his word that we all fall short of the glory of God. Glory of God. Mm-hmm. He don't know. God mm-hmm. said that this man may fall seventy times seventy, but get back up. Mm-hmm. You're accusing us. But, but you are accused of the brethren, but you are accusing us of nothing that God don't already know. Hallelujah. But you know what? God is just waiting for us to stand back up and get back on the road. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Amen. But yet, Hallelujah. But yet the adversary, as the Bible said here, that he, which is the accuser, accused them before our God day and night. Mm-hmm. This, 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 the adversary standing before God and just, just want to, just says, there they go, see what they're doing. Hey, there, there they go. Okay, see, see, look what she's dreaming. Look what she's thinking about. He's there. And that's why God tells us in his word that even in our mind, we have to, we have to generate the word of God where it says, I cast out every strange, every strange imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and I bring it forth unto the obedience of Christ Jesus. That because the adversary wants to mess with our mind. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he wants oh, to mess with yeah. us. And when he messes with our mind, then he get he get before God and accuses of what he done messed up in our mind. Mm-hmm. But God knows. God knows. And then it said in the eleventh verse. 
And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We, we come them by the blood of Jesus and our testimony before God. You know what? And they, everybody's testimony ain't got to be a good testimony. You know, you, you know, what, I, what, what, I, you know what, what, what gets me with people in leadership and just because they don't show people in the body of Christ about how to be a two a two person a, a two a two saint to give a true testimony. You know, I don't mind telling you where I fell at. If I went out, got drunk, you know, I I, I tell a story about when I went to a, a, a Masonic ball because my family are Masons, and I went with my sister, and they they spiked the punch, and I'm drinking the punch like it's water because it was tasting good. But I didn't think about, and I, and I got to go to church the next morning. This is a Saturday night. And I turned around, and my brother came over and said, man, you're drinking that pomegranate glass? I said, man, this stuff's good, man, the little, the little punch, the little thing. He said, man, oh, they spiked that thing. I said, it don't taste like it's been spiked. He said, come on, come on here, man. Let, 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 let me let you talk. Man, I stood up and I took a step and stumbled. I said, "Oh my God!" I was drunk. I was like, and after he took me outside and the air hit me, that the, the, <laughs> everything that was in that punch got on me. The next morning we had communion and everything, and I'm in the pulpit and they everybody looking at me because I won't take communion. And I told them, I said, "I can't, even though I can turn around and 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 I can just ask God to forgive me." I don't still feel it's right that last night I got caught up in something and I end up consuming a, a spiked drink and a lot of it and was and was drunk and 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 my and my drunk, I committed a sin you know what I'm saying and I will not I will not take communion this morning and I'm not scared to let y'all know that's my testimony I I I, I fell to something and now I'm I've gotten back up. But I'm not gotten back up that I can receive the body of Christ this morning. Hey, and I didn't. I didn't. Amen. Amen. I didn't get what they thought because, and then about what they thought is about what I'm doing before my Lord and Savior Jesus. We need to do it. You know, Mm -hmm. and one thing, and one thing over, over, over there in that scripture, real quick. I'm just going to read it to you, and I want you all to always, always think about that over there in, in Corinthians. Um, <laughs> 11. 11. I'm sorry. In 11. It says one thing. Is it, is it 11? No. I got to get this thing packed down with this thing here. But, um, yeah, it says Commander Z 11. I'm sorry. But it says one thing. It says, therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in his unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. 
For he who eats and drinks in unworthy manner and eats and drinks he eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. Mm-mm-mm. For if we would Amen. judge ourselves and as I'm so one thing I, I understood about knowing that scripture, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna touch that thing because I don't want no sickness to come upon me. <laughs> you know? So I just wanted to say that to let everybody know. Always be mindful of what. You know, sometimes, you know, I believe that if you did something last night and tomorrow you will it's communion, you leave it alone. I don't care if they stand there and say, well, you just ask the Lord to forgive you, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, God will forgive you. But you know what? You know what? I want to I wanna have a couple of days to cleanse myself out of whatever I put in me. Amen? I understand what you're saying. I just don't want to go up there and ask God for forgiveness and still got some of that stuff in me. And that's how I felt when that happened. Now, uh, and now when my my my, <laughs> my sister invite me to them things, if I do go, I bring my own little self. <laughs> I don't drink nothing. <laughs> and even when I go to restaurants, I check out what I'm gonna get. We get ready to close out. Oh. And uh, we're in the uh, 12th chapter, 11 verse. And they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved their lives unto death. We, you know, you know, our testimonies is is what lets people know who we really are. Mm. And the thing about it, when we can give our testimony and let our testimony be 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 the forefront of our walk with God, then and because you know what I'm saying, when you testify, you got to be telling the truth. There's some people that that testify, test a lie, and I feel for them. But you know what? A truth thing when they testify, they're telling you. I ain't trying to make my testimony no greater than nobody else. I'm going to tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to do. We have to we have to understand that our testimony is what leads us unto death. Our testimony is also a deliverance to someone else, too. Amen. Amen. It is. It is. It is a vehicle of deliverance for somebody else. It's a vehicle to let a person know that, I'm not the only one going through what I went through. And the thing about mm-hmm. testimony, your testimony gives them a way to know that I can get out of whatever I'm going through because you got out of it. Mm-hmm. See? That's, that's, why I'm here to, that's why I'm here to ask them. I heard somebody else's testimony. Amen. And, that's and I told God, if she did it for her, you can do it for me. Amen. 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 Mm-hmm. That's the way you got to look at it. Yeah. But I'm going to close out here. It says, Therefore rejoice, ye heaven, and ye that dwell in them. Mm-hmm. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth 
and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth that he had us but a short time. And we don't understand that that the devil is here and he has a wrath. And in his wrath, he's going to try to He's going to try to overcome anything that comes against him, okay, so that he can present all that he wants before us, that we will be submissive unto him. And we got to understand that that he comes and in his wrath he wars against Israel. He is looking to he is looking to force looking to force us, or not us, but people on the earth to worship him in the Antichrist. His whole his whole plan is a war against us Christians and the war on the remnant that we that we live in. You know what I'm saying? I think one of the things that we haven't understand that there's even deceptions and miracles that he'll deceive us in a miracle. I don't know if y'all ever read about a guy named named Simon over in the Acts, but Simon was a soothsayer, and um, before Peter and them came in town, he had a whole town. He was healing people and stuff, mm-hmm. but the people were getting healed for a moment, and then they fall, they'd be sick again. Because what he was doing, he was deceiving them of a miracle that they thought happened, but it never really happened. And then when Peter and them come, and they and they started praying for people, and people were being blessed with the Holy Ghost, and y'all were the story, he wanted to try to buy the Holy Ghost for them. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and they, they thought he didn't have no part in that. He couldn't get this. You know what I'm saying? Because this, this is something you can't buy. But we need to understand that we need to understand about being deceived because the Bible says one thing that even the elect will be fooled. We have to worry. We have to look at things so we don't be fooled by the adversary. Because everything that looks like God might not be God, but we have to investigate it through the Holy Spirit that it is God. Yes. You know, I just told some people. You know, you did. I was I was at a church yesterday, and a man got got prophesied to. He he got his own organization that he just started, and he's really getting off the ground. And the prophet told him, "Look, I'm telling you, the Lord is telling me you got to get up and you got to get out of here and move outside of Pensacola." And I got home, and a couple of people that was there, they called me up. They said, "Well." Overseer, what, what do you think? I said, listen, let me tell you something. I said, whenever I talk to that man of God, and I know he's going to call me to talk to me, I'm going to tell him like I tell anybody. There's a story I read a long time ago in Second Kings about the lion prophet. And the lion prophet told his other prophet that an angel told him that he could come to his house to stay. And the, and the prophet, the original prophet, God told him don't go to nobody's house to eat sleep or nothing, and don't go back home the same way you came. And he let the lying prophet come tell him that he could come. And the man told my angel came and told me that you could come to my house and eat. And he went there and ate, 
and the word of the Lord came on upon the lion prophet, and the lion prophet said that God said, today you surely shall die. <laughs> I learned from that, that I don't care who prophesies to me, who comes to me, that I'm taking it back to God. God is going to give me confirmation on the words that you spoke out your mouth. Amen. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't moving, I ain't running. I'm going to wait on the Lord to give me confirmation that those were his words. Amen. Amen. A lot of us want to get a word of prophecy. We want to run. I'm going to be a millionaire. Oh, I ain't going to be no doggone millionaire. Mm-hmm. Well, this ain't lying to He tried lying to Jesus Christ himself, the Son of God. The Son Amen. of God. He yeah. do for us. And like you said, hey, he is the Word. And That's he right. tried to lie to him and, and, and use the Bible and, and change the Word and walk him around. And we and we let people come in front of us and just run and prophesy to us, and we run. You know what? One thing about it, if you don't know a false prophet, when you, when you see one, when you take that word back to God, God will reveal who they are. Amen. Amen. Who they are. You know what I'm saying? And this is what we miss in the body of Christ are taking everything back to God. God said, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge me in acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your path. God said, bring it back to me. Don't don't think don't you try to think what it is or feel what it is. Just bring it back to me and I will direct you in what should be done. Amen. Amen. People jump up. Oh, the prophet told me this. The prophet told me that. Yeah. And then later on, I ain't, I ain't. He told me three days. I ain't seen nothing. It's been five days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to understand, we need to always take everything back to God. Um, it, it also, the wrath of the adversary, the physical ban, ban on men, enforced by law and the death penalty. And um, we're watching that, 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 that what we're watching going over with the police force and everything, just killing black people, black people and doing things like that, that we need to be mindful of those things that are occurring. That the devil, the devil is truly moving through some of the, some other vessels that are here on earth to come against the same. It says, force denial of God and Christ and the Holy Spirit, people are being taught to deny God and who God is in the world war and mobilize of all nations to the Amagodans where they will be killed by the men. And this, you know, there's going to come that time that he's going to have that big war called the Amagodans, Amagodans, and where they will be killed by the millions, and people are going to be killed by the millions that are not of God. So <clears throat> with that, we're going, to, we're going to close out. I'm hoping everybody got something. You know what I'm saying? Um, it is our time to get off off here. Something after nine, where y'all at. Um, we will be back next Monday night, and we will finish up the thir- from the 13th verse to the 17th verse. Please read it. Um, in your spare time, and um, we'll come back and talk about that. And again, we thank everyone for joining us. We hope that the word 
open up a new light and some other other ways for you to look at the word of God. Amen. 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 We we thank you, uh, Lady Deborah, and I heard Pastor Mary Jones, and I heard a man and some other people. And we just thank all y'all for joining us again on Young Men, Women, God's Worldwide Bible Study. Father God, we ask you to touch everyone that's on the line tonight, Father God. Father God, you need your needs, and you know their situations, Father God. Yes, and Father God, we ask that you put your holy but precious hand in the middle of yes, on the lives right now, Father God. And, Father God, that you move anything that's not of you out of them right now, Father God. Yes, Father God, Find anything that's coming against them in any form, passing away, Father God. We ask you that you cover them, that no hurt, harm, or danger may come upon their mortal body, Father God. We call on them, brother Jesus, to be poured on them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we ask that you look over their children and their children's children, Father God, that you that you your comfortable loving kindness all in the midst of their family, Father God. Father God. Mm-mm-mm. Whatever pain, somebody's having a little pain somewhere in their body. When, whoever's having that pain, Father God, we bind that pain right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. And we put the holy hand to touch that spot, wherever that pain is. Because you told me in your word. You said, by your stripes, we're here. We're calling you according to your Father God. You said, by your stripes, we're here, Father God. By the measure of Father God. And Father God, we believe that you are a healing God and that you are a working God, Father God. So we call on your miracles and your healing to take place right now. In a mighty way, Father God. Father God, we ask that you touch the finances of those that are on the line, Father God, and whatever amount of ways that you see fit to the finances that that you have, we will pour out to them, Father God. And, Father God, we ask that you strengthen them. As you gave me that word, don't let your blessing become a curse, Father God. Father God, let us not let our blessings or finances become curses into our lives, Father God. Yes, we ask everybody that they be in the right mind, in the right, in the right mindset as they, as they receive the blessings from the Lord, that they, that they will operate in them accordingly will and his purpose in their life and according to the word that he has set before them. We thank you, we praise you, we exalt you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. And we always say in leaving this line, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word Love all of you. And as I always say in closing out the line, smooches, smooches, smooches. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yeah, you want you singing? Who's singing? Deborah? I believe. <laughs> <All> <laughs> the 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah. No, that's me, Pastor Copper. Uh, so choose Pastor Jones. Oh, okay. You kind of different in Hallelujah. Just good. I believe <laughs> on this time. I am saved. Oh, yes, I am. By the blood of the crucified, the crucified. I said, Hallelujah! Oh, glory, Hallelujah! Justice done. Thank you, Jesus. Be blessed, Pastor. Be blessed. Amen. Amen. I thought, everybody was, I thought everybody was off the line. I didn't know
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.